Good morning, SAFM and listeners. My name is Nontlan Tlachatebe. I am 21 years old, living in Johannesburg. I'm currently doing my third year in public relations and communication management with the University of Johannesburg. I've worked as an activator for NetBank, and also I have been a volunteer at an organization called the Golden Youth Club, which specializes in arts and community development project. And that is where I've learned my skills like teamwork, good communication and public speaking. I'm looking for a job in an, in an environment that will help me enhance and grow my skills. Since I am based in Johannesburg, I would really love it if I get jobs around Johannesburg, especially since I'm a student. My email address is nontlantlar960 at gmail.com. Let me repeat that, nontlantlar960 at gmail.com. I'm also willing to receive any vacancies via my WhatsApp. My WhatsApp number is 083-780-4950. I repeat, 083-780-4950. Thank you. Good morning, Patricia. <laughs> well, good luck, Atima. Hopefully you will get that job. It's time for us to go to our dynasty now. I say, I say... Africa must wake up the sleeping sons of Jacob for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? Are joined by cultural expert Katu Sadiki. Katu is going to um, help us uh, have a deeper understanding of uh, the history of uh, the Bab. Venda and Balembe people and uh, showing us that there is coexistence in our African unity. Good morning, Katu. Good morning, Patricia and your listeners. Thank you for waking up so bright and early to uh, um, uh, give us more information and the historical knowledge of the Bavenda and Balembe people. Tell us, where do the Bavenda originate from? Thank you very much for that question. Well, whatever information we want to present to you is actually based on a very well-researched and documented Ancestral Voices project, which was done by the National Heritage Council, which encourages us to look for the descendants of our pioneers in reading and in writing, and so we call them our ancestors. We need to celebrate these people, the giants of our people whose shoulders we stand on today as we speak, what we can read and what we write. Now, in the Vembe district of Limpopo, you have two distinct groups of people. That's the Vavenda people and the Valemba people, commonly known as Vashavi. Now, we learned that both these two groups originally comes from Central Africa and the Middle East. They both migrated south. As you and I will know, 
that the original indigenous people of South Africa are the Khoi and the Sun. So when the Ravenda people started migrating southwards and ended up in South Africa, that was around 600 AD. That's about 600 years after the birth of Jesus Christ. And the Ravenda people followed around 696 AD. Now, both these distinct groups of people joined each other somewhere alongside the river Limpopo. And that is where we mostly have the Ravenda and the Ravenda people. Oh, what a beautiful origin. Now, right now, Ravenda um, are all over South Africa. Um, so it's not like they're really concentrated in one area of, of, of the country. But we don't hear much about the Balemba people. Why is that? The Balemba Vashavi people is a very small group of people. Although they are characterized of 12 distinct uh, groups as well, and uh, they are commonly identified by their surnames. You have surnames such as Mani, surnames such as Sigamulela, surnames such as Hamisi, Haji, Malaka, Rabakadi, Sadiki. Now, they speak Chivenda just like the Ravenda people. However, even though these two people have learned each other's uh, culture and uh, customs, the Valemba people have maintained their cultural practices. They, for example, the way in which they greet each other, what they eat and don't eat. Um, so those are some of the things that differentiate them from the Ravenda people. And with regards to their customs and culture, what are the unique aspects of them that you can share with us? The unique practices of the Ravenda and the Ravenda people, like I said, the way they greet. When the Ravenda people greet each other, they mostly use their totem names they will greet each other by uh, mentioning the surnames, but mostly they will say Mushavi, Shalom. Whereas in Chivenda, we use one way of greeting, which is Na, by men, and A, by, by, by women. Now, some of the uh, practices which were adopted by the Ravenda people, which is documented by some of our, our great scholars, um, one of them being Dr. WMDR Popey, who in his famous publication, 
the preliminary survey of the, uh, the, the black tribes of South Africa. Uh, he's, he mentioned the coexistence and harmonious relationships in his, in his, in his uh, publication. This publication, which was highly recommended by Dr. Van Varmelo, a researcher of 35 years, he shows that the Bavenda people learned practices, for example, of circumcision from the Bavenda people. When you look at the pottery that uh, was well researched and published very well of what was being done at the Mapungu Kingdom, the Baremba people were known for pottery. Now, some of the beards that you see people displaying on TV, particularly on the famous documentary of Mubango, um, the Nimwenda and the beards that you see are some of the things that differentiate Bavenda and the Baremba people. You know, one of the things I enjoy seeing, Katu, is um, the dress code of uh, Bavenda. Very yes. colorful. Um, but then, in the very colorfulness of the, of the attire, there's also a very humble and subtle way of doing things, just like the greetings. Is, is there historic knowledge where the greetings come from, where the attire comes from? The attire like I was trying to uh, say to you, yes. Um, particularly the attire for women, the Nguenda. The Nguenda are designed in such a way that they all have a particular and a significant meaning. The beers that the women wear around their neck, on the head, they all have significant meanings. But unfortunately, these are some of the cultural practices that are normally not well understood by people. For example, somebody who wears a blue beard on top of the head, it has got a specific meaning that says, I am still available. I'm looking for a partner. But people don't know that you find married women still wearing those instead of wearing the red one. You, you mentioned the distinct colors, the red, the blue, and the green. They all have symbolic meanings, which we need our people to still learn and understand so that they don't confuse each other. Are there differences between Balemba and Bavenda um, attire that you can share with us? Because you did say it's very similar, but there are differences. It's, it's similar, but the significance is who started these things. The Balemba people are the ones who um, brought alongside these cultural uh, practices and the well-decorated Mingwenda. For example, the one of the Mimwenda that people wear is commonly named, known as Mulemba. So although they wear them both, but um, 
the Valemba people were the ones who came alongside with them and started wearing them. So that's why we emphasize, you know, uh, the coexistence and the harmonious relationship of the Ravenda people. So when people see this, they don't say this is um, the dress code for the Valemba. They say it's the dress code for the Ravenda because the Valemba people are very a very small uh, minority group within this great, the great uh, group of the Ravenda people. Okay, another aspect of uh, culture that I enjoy or who we are as Africans is our diverse food. Um, Our palates are just so accustomed to natural, organic and delicious foods. Tell us what um, uh, the foods uh, that are very traditional and akin to the Bavenda and Balemba people are. A very well-researched part of the food that the Bavenda people eat you probably have heard about the Mupani worms, which we call mashonja. Love them, love them, Katu. Well, people don't just love them, but we are told, you know, by dietitians that the mashonjas are very nutritious. Now, the Ravenda people eat mashonja, so do the Ravenda people. But however, among the many things that the Ravenda people eat, the Ravenda people don't eat pork. That's one of the things. About the many things that the Ravenda people eat, the Ravenda people don't eat something that has naturally died. And they prefer that they must kill if it is a goat, if it is a sheep, if it is a cow, they prefer that they will have to kill it themselves. You know, they must spill the blood. But if they don't know how this particular thing was killed or how it died, uh, they will rather stay away from it. You have got um, the, the the green vegetables. Now, uh, among the many green vegetables that people eat, we have got something called the blackjack, which we currently have just been told that we have got a young um, student from Venda who did a very well research on the blackjack. We call it mushiji in Chivenda, which is very also very nutritious. And the green vegetables that both the Venda and the Lemba people lived on I approve of the fact that in the olden days, people didn't have, you know, what we call lifestyle diseases such as high blood pressure and sugar issues because they heavily relied on the green vegetables. And the blackjack is one of those that is currently under research and we are told that it really, really assists on issues of blood pressure. Oh, wow. Wow, I love this. I love this knowledge. The fact that um, our food is definitely um, what has been our medicine in Africa. So when it comes uh, to uh, coexisting and also just teaching more uh, around our cultures, such as those of uh, the Bavenda and Balembe, 
uh, how can we make sure that every single child knows about you know the the, the language the people the attire the food the dance the music how can we ensure that education filters through you know it's a sad story that you know although we don't really want to criticize the western civilization but I think it's fundamentally important that we should all understand that the Western civilization was a project, a project designed to completely eliminate and wipe away our own culture. Now, we are, remember, our languages. When you say Nakimutsuana, it's because you speak Chitswana. When you say I am Zulu is because you speak Zulu. But if you grow up not knowing your language, which is the building block of your culture, so you don't know who you are, you are no longer Mutswana, you are no longer Muzulu, you are no longer Muvenda, then who are you? So we say our traditional leaders were primarily custodians of our cultures should play a pivotal role. They should not shy away from making the people stick and learn more about their cultures. Remember we say in our own cultures, Africans, we say it takes a village, not just one particular family, it takes a village to teach a child who to become. So in a particular village, you've got all these uh, institutions, the traditional leaders, you've got the church, you've got the school, you've got the family unit. So if all of us join hands together and insist that we stick to our culture, because we're not going to change. We are black people, we have Avenda people, we are the Tswana people. That is what comprises of South Africa. We're not going to change. So our culture should be preserved. Our culture should be practiced now so that it doesn't die in our lifetime. Oh, and I agree with you fully. Thank you so very much for joining us, Katu, and giving us such deep knowledge um, and igniting in us a pride, a sense of pride as Africans. Thank you so much.